welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 12. So it's been a little while between podcast episodes. I did actually record a podcast episode in early June and it was an absolute disaster. I recorded an episode. Well, I'll take you back. I had an idea to record the, the, for the episode when I was at the gym running on the treadmill as I do most mornings and came home, did the school run and all that kind of stuff and thought, okay, I'm going to just record the episode. I hadn't really prepared much other than, you know, the idea for the podcast, which I guess was my um, downfall. I think I recorded about 10 minutes, fumbled my way through, decided that wasn't good enough, tried to do a second attempt. That was also just a bit of mumbo jumbo. Um, so I put a pin in it and thought, okay, I'm just going to sleep on this topic and come back tomorrow and write down a few notes and see how we go. So the next day I was a bit clearer. I had written down some ideas and then I thought I really wanted to record video for the podcast. So that's actually been a goal of mine for a long time is not to just record the audio, but to do video of the podcast, which then allows me to share it a bit easier on social media and things like that. So I started recording and there were so many tech problems that I did about six different takes. My phone stopped recording, the audio on the computer didn't work. And I was just very, very frustrated by this point, as you can imagine. Um, And I think I was just going to come back and see if I could scrape together some of the audio to put together a podcast, but I decided not to do it. Then, uh, yeah, and now we're in August and that episode from June never saw the light of day, but the topic for that podcast remains the same as this podcast, which is what I do when things get tough in my business. And the reason why I wanted to do it back then was because I was actually in a really good place in my business because I was, um, had a routine of, you know, exercising movement, um, was moving through work in a very flow state, which sometimes happens. Then the podcast kind of derailed me a little bit because I think once you get yourself in a frustrated state, it feels like everything becomes a bit harder and a bit of an uphill battle. Uh, And I'm the type of person, I guess, to give you a bit of context, why I wanted to talk about this today is that I'm the type of person that won't actually show that I'm going through a tough time until I'm past it. So I'll smile and kind of everyone on the outside world will think everything's okay until I kind of get through it. And then I'll say to someone, oh my gosh, I've just been through like this really tough time and people will just be goldsmaks saying, why? I had no idea. Like, why didn't you say something? It's just not in my nature. It's probably a a flaw of mine because I should ask for help a bit more, but I'm working on that. So it was actually a bit foreboding that I tried to do that podcast while I was still in a, you know, flow state because after that, the wheels well and truly fell off and I'm kind of coming through this kind of bit of chaotic time. And now I guess the podcast has a bit more experience this podcast episode has a bit more experience behind it because I'm actually going to tell you what I did to kind of get through that. So the reason why the wheels fell off is basically I got sick, 
which happens, it's life, but um, pretty bad flu that knocked me out for a good five, six days where I couldn't do anything. Um, But in, again, my typical fashion, as soon as I was feeling like 10% better, I got back into work because also when you're self-employed, the work just keeps going and there's no one else to do it. So pushed through till my event Flourish and Thrive, which was at the end of June, but I just was not getting better. So had to kind of pull back on my work hours, then school holidays thrown in there, some more sick kids kind of thrown in there. Um, and yeah, I'm only kind of getting back into my usual routine and it's been quite the journey. So I don't know if this podcast episode will be interesting to anyone. It's probably going to be very specific to my situation, but I think one of the things that I have always struggled with, I guess, with social media is that we always have to show, we always feel like you have to show the good sides and not really talk about the bad sides because I also don't like to complain a lot. To my, to, probably to my husband, I complain a lot, but <laughs> to other people, I don't really. So it's, uh, it's not, I think I also wanted to kind of use the strategies that I have to kind of get back to my standard programming, if you can call it that, and then talk about these things, because I guess there might be some things that will help you as well, or at least to know that everyone goes through these ups and downs in their business. So again, I was very reluctant to even do this episode, but I was running on the treadmill this morning and it just kept coming up in my head. I was like, this is probably something that I should talk about and I'm going with my gut on this one. So after that long introduction, I probably should talk about the things that I do and maybe You've already guessed one of them by a few hints from that intro, but running and movement is a really big part of that. I would not say that I'm a very consistent runner. I'm not like super athletic or anything like that. In fact, when I was a kid, my sister was the super sporty one. She played rep netball and was really good at running, would always go Um, to like state level for cross country and 800 meter running. I'd always give it a go, but I never got through to the next stage. And it's funny how those perceptions of yourself as a kid tend to carry through into adulthood because I never really saw myself as a sporty person, although I have exercised for most of my life for mostly my mental health, (laughs) not to compete in any kind of athletic pursuit but I this year after having a break during COVID which I think most people probably can relate to that I got back into exercising and running and even just walking um, really helps so I go to the gym and and run running is actually good for me because although you never ever want to go for a run that is my firm belief or at least I never do, once you're doing it, you feel, you focused on the running so your mind can stop a little bit. And 
then when you finish, you get, you know, there is such thing as a runner's high, I think. And you get that sense of achievement that you've done something hard. So it kind of gives you a bit of confidence to go back to your day and go, okay, I've done this thing that was physically hard. I can tackle my inbox. That's nowhere near. Well, sometimes it is just as hard as going for a run. But movement and running definitely have to be part of my daily routine. Um, And, you know, when I was sick, you know, I had to take a break from that. And I definitely notice a difference when I'm not moving my body. So the thing is as well, when you are going through a lull in your business or you just, maybe you're coming off a really high period and, you know, there's just a natural low that comes after that. I don't think any one of these things will help pull you out of that immediately. It's not to say that I go for a run and then I come home and everything's amazing and sunshine and rainbows. It just means that you've just got to keep taking one step, one day at a time, and then eventually you start to get back into that rhythm that you enjoy and you find that flow again. So I always feel like I listen to podcasts and they have these tips of, you know, do these things and you'll be more productive. And you try it once and you're like, yeah, that didn't work. I'm not, I'm not feeling more productive. And I think that I've learned that you just have to keep going, keep going. And eventually you'll get yourself into a better kind of rhythm and and mindset. So running is definitely the top thing on my list. The second thing that I usually turn to when I need a bit of a boost is actually journaling. So again, this is one of those things that you might hear people say, oh, journaling, it's amazing. You need to journal. And you probably don't even know where to start with journaling. So I don't have any special practice when it comes to journaling. I just sit down usually in the morning while I've got my either a matcha latte or a regular latte and I just write how I'm feeling that day. If there's anything that's kind of worrying me, um, if there's anything I'm looking forward to and at the end of it I try and again one of these things you probably hear a lot is write something that I'm grateful for and I sometimes don't always feel that gratitude in the moment because let's be real, you know, maybe I'm just not having a good day, but it's one of those things that when I do it daily, it does feel better, especially to get some of those recurring thoughts out of your brain, because I find that I will tend to kind of repeat some kind of worry or thing that's on my mind. But once I've written it out in a journal it almost just lets that go for, for the day. So journaling has become a big part of my daily practice. And I do notice that when I don't keep up with it consistently, I yeah start to have those thoughts that just keep popping up and keep going over things. Or even it's like when you do a to-do list, it just kind of gets it out of, out of your brain. And then the last one is a bit more of a practical tip and tool that I use. I actually had an idea to do another podcast episode kind of setting out for you what my week and day looks like as a lawyer because it's kind of hard to explain how lawyers work. I think a lot of people are 
kind of shocked at um, how many balls we have in the air at one time, firstly. And it's not like we can just work all the time on one thing. We're often multitasking, which is not not ideal for productivity. So the productivity hack or tool that I use on myself when I'm not feeling motivated or I just don't know, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't know where to start is to write three things that I need to do and to work through those first. So I'm a massive fan and lover of to-do lists and planners. And if you've seen my Instagram, I'll often share the many number of notebooks I have and notepads (laughs) that I have around my desk. But I can often get into a trap of just writing out this huge long to-do list, which then makes me feel even more overwhelmed because I might only get through one or two things in the day. So if I'm feeling in that moment of there's a lot to do and I need to bring my focus back, it's doing three things that I have to do. Not only that, I break those three things down into all the little subtasks that need to be done. Now, you might already be doing this. You might be more evolved than I am and have worked out these things before. But as I said, there's a lot of multitasking that goes on in my day. And to break it down like that does help to slow my brain down a bit and to say, okay, these are the steps that we need to do. And to have that physical satisfaction of ticking them off to the to-do list. And now I know I'm not alone in probably saying that I will often write down things that I've done that weren't on the list just so I can cross it off. So that's always fun to do as well. And it does give you that sense of accomplishment and you can kind of look back and go, okay, I actually did something today rather than finishing the day thinking there's so much to do, I barely got anything done. And then the other productivity hack that I tie onto that is it's kind of a modified Pomodoro method if you've heard of that. Um, I'm pretty sure the Pomodoro method is 20 minutes, but essentially it's a method where you set a timer for 20 minutes or it might be 40 minutes. I don't know. My, my method is 20 minutes. So I, if I'm really struggling with that top three list, because often what happens when you do that top three list, your brain thinks, oh, I just want to go check my internet banking, or I'm just going to go check my emails, or I'm just going to go reconcile some zero transactions. You, you won't want to do it, or at least that's my experience. So I then have to use this timer method to just kickstart that for me. So I'll whack on my headphones, put on some K-pop because that always gets me motivated. And then I set a timer for 20 minutes and I just tell myself that for 20 minutes, I just need to focus on that task wherever I get to. That's all I need to do. And inevitably, once I get to the 20 minute time limit, I'm already in that task so much that I just keep going. So it just gives you a really good kickstart. I guess it's like if you don't want to go for a run, just the act of putting on your shoes, putting on your running clothes and standing out the front of your house. Once you're there, you're like, well, I may as well go for that run. (laughs) If you're sitting on your couch waiting for that motivation to come, it's not going to happen. So for me, that is the same thing with running is just, I never want to go for a run. I just put on the gear and take a step outside. So with the 20 minute timer, look, it's not a perfect method either. And there are some times where I get to 20 minutes and I do stop, take a little break and then come back. But it helps you break down the time so that even if you're doing a task that 
is difficult and usually it's not a technical technical or technically difficult task it's more maybe a difficult conversation you have to have or something like that where you you aren't emotionally ready to deal with it the 20 minutes can help where you just start and then if you need to have a break you can otherwise set another timer for 20 minutes and, and keep going so for me to get through the backlog of work that I've got at the moment it is very stressful because a lot of people are relying on me I am just trying to put into place these things that have dropped off during the last probably five weeks while I was getting better so I am just committing every day to to movement going for a walk the weather's been lovely so I can go for a quick little bush walk during the day and then come back and set my timer, put on the tunes and get started. So I don't feel immediately better. Like I said, you will not kind of miraculously go, wow, I feel amazing and so productive. But once you kind of look back after a day or two and you realize, yeah, okay, I'm getting through stuff. It definitely helps me. So like I said, this isn't really a self-help podcast episode it's not um you know probably everyone's going to be a bit different in what they do when things get tough for you maybe it's chatting to a friend going out for a coffee um but I think for me these are the three consistent things that I do just to keep that or regain that momentum I should say so yeah, that's a little bit of an insight into what I do when things get tough Sometimes I'll kind of get back into that rhythm quicker. Sometimes it'll take a bit longer, but it's really just sticking with it and eventually you'll get there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, I've got probably I'm going to do another episode on um, the day, a day in my life or a week in my life. I also have the audio from Flourish and Thrive which is the event that I held at the end of June. So I will be posting that as a podcast episode shortly as well. And I'll catch you on the next episode.